0: Hey guys, this is Bruce, and welcome to Combo Courses podcast. Every week, what I do is I talk to you guys about cybersecurity, mainly speaking on security compliance, and I'm opening this things up to questions. So if you have any questions during the course of this live session, feel free to ask them. This is the perfect time to interact with me. Um, and if you, you didn't know, I'm the sole proprietor owner of convocourses.com, where I got tons of free stuff. Uh, if, if you're interested in cybersecurity, cybersecurity compliance in particular, lots of downloadables, lots of free uh stuff for you to check it out. You know, you might not even be interested in cybersecurity, but how do you know unless you try? You you must have been hearing about it. It's a hot um career path. And um, let's get right into this. So, what I wanted to talk about today. Somebody uh, on TikTok said, uh, "Just another guy selling a book." And um, yes, I am selling a book, but I'm also selling courses. I'm I'm selling my time. Uh, but it, it the thing is, I've been doing this for years, um, so <laughs> it's kind of like um, I've been putting free content out for for years. Um, my my site. Um, has like something like 600 free videos um, where I'm putting people on how to get into cybersecurity, how to do cybersecurity compliance, um, how to secure their system, um, all things cybersecurity I've been talking about for free. Uh, and you can still get this that stuff's all out there. So if you're interested in, in this, uh, the best place to follow me, if you, you want to get stuff for free, you want to try it out or whatever or get information. Is, is to go to YouTube. YouTube has hour long. Literally, I do these every week. I've been doing hourly long videos for years, teaching people just ask me questions and I'll just go ahead and speak for an hour straight about a topic. So so yeah, I am I selling a book, yes, on Amazon, I'm selling a risk management framework. This audience, most of the people in this audience will not be interested in that book. I'm selling to a very niche group of people who are interested in this. This is people who are in cybersecurity trying to make big money. Not everybody is willing to do take the time to 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 learn this trade and to get into this and they want they want that quick money, but this is not this is not quick money. This is this is long-term um Money that's gonna help you and your family for years. If you are interested in that, then you come to the right place because I'm here to teach. Um, and if you're here to learn, then then um, let's let's do this. Um, somebody said, "What up, family?" Somebody said, um, "Any thoughts on IBM cybersecurity certificate on Cours- Coursera?" Coursera is really dope. Like uh, Cours- Coursera, if I'm not mistaken, uh, they're also doing the Google Support IT certification. So Coursera is incredible. Another one I would recommend is Udemy. I've taken Udemy myself, actually. You know, um, Udemy is incredible because it has like a lot of entry level courses and stuff. IBM Cybersecurity Certification. Um, my opinion on it is, uh, I really this is the first time I've heard about it. Uh, that being said, one of the things that you want to look into whenever you try to get a certification is how how popular is that certification? That matters. To give you an example. Of why that matters is because um, there's a certification called the CEH and it's it's a certified ethical hacker sort of certification and it's got a lot of traction like uh, hr departments companies know what, exactly what it is and what it does um it's for it's for people who do pen testing it's for people who are looking at cyber threats cyber threat analysis things like that now, in the hacker community, if you if you talk to most hackers, people have been doing this for a while. People really know what they're doing. They hate that certification. The reason why is because the certification is kind of a not. I won't say it's a money grab, but it doesn't. It goes into a lot of the tools that you use for the trade, rather than the actual theory. And I haven't read through the books for Ceh. I would I would disagree with that. They cheat cheat you a lot of the fundamentals that it takes to learn the basics of hacking. Um, And goes a little bit deeper. So I would say it was from basic to intermediate. Um, But it's kind of got an unfair shake, in my opinion, from the hacker and and the pen testing community, because it just doesn't go deep enough and they want it to be more hardcore. If you want something more hardcore, you want to go to the SCP, uh, OSCP or Kali Linux, stuff like that. Those certifications have more hacker respect. What the point I'm trying to get at is CEH is a very marketable certification. If you have that certification, you, you're looking at and and a little bit of of um, experience under your belt, you're looking at six figures. But that's because it's a popular certification. So IBM cybersecurity certification, I'm saying is is not super popular. I'm guessing, but let's take the guesswork out of it. What I'm going to do right now is I'm going to go to I'm going to go to a site. And I'm going to show you what I'm talking about as far as uh, marketability of certifications. You want to look at the marketability of a certification. Let's go to Indeed.com, one of my favorite sites to go to for job searches. And uh, I'm going to show you – let me show you my screen real quick. While I'm doing this, somebody asked me what search do I have. I'll answer that in a second. Um, While I'm doing this, uh, CISSP and – cap and a few other ones but let me show you what i'm talking about oh man you can't see that okay i'll just walk you through it okay so i've got a bunch of people watching so i'm on the indeed right right here and i'm going to type in uh ibm uh what did you say security certification You said cyber security certification cyber and this is what you want to do with any kind of certification that you are trying to pursue you want to see the marketability of it cyber security certification. And you can just go to any kind of job aggregator, such as LinkedIn, Indeed, Monster, and just type it in. So it says there's no searches, but that's because it's it's only searching in my area of Colorado. Let's look at all the United States and let's see how many certifications, uh, how many people are looking for the certification. So I did a search here, and it's saying that there's 11 jobs looking for the IBM certification um, where that keyword came up. And really, it's not even – it's 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 keying in on certification, security. It's not really finding the IBM certification, but let's let's take an equivalent certification. Let's say equivalent of cybersecurity certification. Let's say it's a uh, Security Plus. Now watch this. I type in Security Plus CompTIA. In fact, let's let's narrow it down. CompTIA Security Plus certification. There are nine thousand jobs. That's what that says right there nine, nine thousand jobs for the CompTIA Security Plus. And look at the look at what they're paying. Now this is for a junior ethical hacker, but that's not bad. Not bad at all. and it's getting you into ethical hacking, which is which is pretty good. It's I so my opinion about the IBM certification is doesn't have traction just yet. Um, A lot of these vendors will try to create their own. And this is coming from somebody who has vendor-level certifications. I'll, I'll get into what kind of certifications I have in a second. But vendor-level certifications, some of them don't take off. Some of them don't. They lose traction. Um, they, and because it's the company, the organization doesn't market them effectively. And what they lack that some of the certification organizations have, a couple being ISACA, which has C-I-S-A, C-I-S-M, uh, C-Risk and some of the others, CompTIA, which has A-plus certification, Networks Plus certification, Security Plus certification, and others. And then you have uh, ISC2 squared, which has C-I-S-S-P and um, a p- couple of other big-time certifications. What these guys do right is they market the certification. They know who to talk to to get it on these lists, the government lists to say, hey, these are approved set of certifications. They market it so that other people have to take the cert. And then it becomes a requirement, like they did with the CEH. The marketing on CEH is is incredible. Like they did a great job on the marketing aspect of it. So my opinion of the, the IBM uh, cybersecurity certification, it doesn't have traction just yet. I would I would probably go for something like a security plus if you're trying to get in the field and make money. So that's my opinion about it. I hope that answers your question. That's that's a question from TikTok, by the way. Here's another question that I have uh from uh Flores, uh Flores Leak. Um, and it says, What kind of certifications do you have? So certifications that I have. Okay, I've got the C- CISSP. that certification single-handedly changed my life. It's a professional level certification from ISC2 squared. I got it when it not when it first came out, but shortly after it came out. So I have a pretty low number. They have a, a set of numbers. Um so I got mine in like 2006 or 2005 or something like that, um, and then I've got the ISC2 CAP, which is it's for a security compliance for NIST 800. I had I've had two different versions of the Security Plus, one of which doesn't expire because I got it like when it first came out. I used to teach Security Plus CompTIA. I had the the original uh, Network Plus. The original a plus which was one certification now is two i have uh microsoft uh mcp i've got i had the ccna but that expired i don't like i don't mind that knowledge has left me like if you don't speak a language for a while it's gone i mean i I understand still the basics i I could probably configure a router or something like that but it will take me a a minute then i've got a bunch of uh, vendor level certifications I've got one for ArcSight. I've got one for Qualys. I got one, and I got a few other ones, you know, and and I'm not, people call me a paper tiger or whatever because I, I go out and get these certs and stuff. I normally, I'll get the cert based on the job I'm in. Like if there's a job I need to do and they need me to do learn this particular, this a certain thing, then I'll go out and learn that. So that's why I have so many certifications. I got them out of necessity. I didn't get them because I was trying to, get a bunch of certifications it was all for me it's out of necessity i got other things to do with my time so (laughs) you know what i'm saying like like the next certification i'm going to get is probably going to be a cloud-based certification like i'll probably get that aws uh cloud practitioner one uh coming up real soon because people keep asking me questions about cloud i'm like damn i don't i don't really i'm not really deep on cloud so (laughs) okay let me see Jimmy says uh thanks for the breakdown man I really appreciate that. Hey man no problem no problem at all. Okay, so I wanted to I wanted to take some um have people call in but um I'm having I don't have a lot of people joining me on YouTube. So I'll wait I'll wait on that. In the meantime what I can do is I could take more questions and I can actually teach some stuff on a NIST 837. Um or, you know what? I think a better thing to do is to speak a little bit more on certification since I got a lot of people asking questions about it. OK, so certifications I would recommend. Let's talk about that. Certifications I would recommend. I'm going to talk about the um, entry level, intermediate um, to expert. OK, let's start with interme- um, uh, entry level, entry level certifications. So entry level certifications I would highly recommend. In this order, if you let's say you come in off the street, you get, you know, you don't know anything about IT or computers, I would recommend a plus certification. That was the first one I took. It was it's a great introduction into the common body of knowledge that you need to know in order to troubleshoot systems and how to secure them as well as the networking aspect of computers. A plus certification is one of the best ones from CompTIA. So CompTIA. Let me just show you what that site looks like. CompTIA. Uh, another one I would recommend would be um, the Google Support IT Certification. This is CompTIA right here. It's one of the top uh, certification uh, organizations in in the world. CompTIA. They got A plus. They got in uh, Network plus. They've got Cloud plus. They've got a really good course curriculum that breaks breaks down the basics of what you really need to know uh, for this career field, so it's a really good starting point, I would say. And then uh, another one I would recommend would be the Google IT support IT, which a lot of people are getting jobs off of that for some reason. Um, and then the other one I would r- highly recommend for entry level, if you've already taken the A if you've already taken Security plus stuff like that, is AWS uh, certification, AWS Cloud Practitioner. This is this one's hot um, because. Amazon, if you didn't know, owns a a large percentage of the market share for cloud. So they're competing against Google. They're competing against, I mean, Oracle's in there now. But the biggest competitors is is Microsoft and Google. Microsoft has Azure, their Azure product. And then um, Google has their own cloud-based products. And the governments of the world and other companies are starting to use their cloud services but the ones that they use the most is Amazon. I believe like Netflix, Netflix uses Amazon cloud services and then other like large organizations, multi-billion dollar, trillion dollar organizations are using. or Either they already have their own cloud service or they're using Amazon, Google or Microsoft Azure. So those are the three entry level certifications that I would recommend. Intermediate, like let's say you're already an IT person, you've got like three years under your belt doing IT, you, you, you work on help desk, you work as a customer support. What would I recommend? Um, I would recommend for entry level or intermediate is to go for professional level certification. That's what I would recommend. That's a CISSP, top one, especially if you're doing cybersecurity. I would recommend uh, if you're in networking, then you want to go with. Um, either a CCNA security or a CCNP security. I think they have a CCNP cloud and a CCNP video and all kind of other CCNPs. These are not easy certifications, but CCNP is from Cisco. It's one of the highest sought after certifications out there. It's it's going to pay you a lot of money. That's why I'm I'm saying that you should do it. And and on top of that, you're going to really know what you're doing because, uh, and then a, a, they Cisco owns a lot of the market share for, networking technology the only other one that comes close is like huawei which is in china and is banned in the u.s and parts of europe Um, their products are and um, juniper and i think palo alto or something like that that even come close to their market share but cisco is the best and so that's why i would recommend that's one of the one of the few uh vendor level certs out you could get by yourself you can get that one cert by itself and then that would be that would be incredible. Like it would, it, it will butter your bread. It will, it's going to pay your bills <laughs> it's gonna, and then expert low level certificate. Oh, another one for intermediate would be uh, there's red hat certifications that if you happen to be a red hat person and then there's Microsoft, if you, so once you get intermediate entry level is going to be like basic stuff that you need to know. But once you get into intermediate territory or professional level cer- territory, you have, you're going to drill down into like one or two products. Like you're going to be really good on one or two products. You're not going to be a master of everything. So once you get to that level, uh, you, you're going to want to get a professional level cert in that field that you're in. If you happen to be Microsoft, you're going to get a, I don't know what they're calling it now. Uh, MCSE, um, MCSE, is that, is that still valid? I haven't, I haven't done a, uh, Microsoft in a while, so I might be wrong. Let me see MCSE and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, if I'm OK, because I know that they changed it recently. Yes, yeah, still MCSE. OK, they have different. OK, it's definitely evolved quite a bit. MCSE and MCSA. Yeah, that's a professional level cert as well. And then Cisco has a CCMP. So you, you'd want to go deeper into whatever product that, you know, once you get to the professional level, then at the expert level that's very specialized typically so an expert level cert would be hmm will be a CCIE and a lot of people most people don't have it it's like the equivalent of like a PhD um, not many people get those because they're super 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 hard and it takes it takes a toll out of your life I mean it's serious so CCIE if you're in if you're in um, networking another one would be I think there's an there's one in hacking called the OSCE, which is super high level. I don't know much about it. I just know it's a high level, uh, expert level certification. And then there's, uh, GSE, which also uh, not many people have, cause it's just super expensive and super hard to get. So you've got entry level certifications, which are usually called like core CompTIA calls them core. Um, they're called entry, entry level or associate. Then you've got, professional level certifications are called the usually professional level certifications um, or intermediate certifications and then you got expert level certifications Uh, what do you think about the IBM certification on on a program on Coursera so I already answered this one but your quick answer would be that I don't think it's a very popular certification I'm not trying to hate on IBM certification. now if, if it happens to be your first certification it just add a caveat to it if it happens to be your first certification go for it if it's your first certification you're trying to learn it and they're giving it out for free it won't hurt to go ahead and try it so but as far as like if you got the certification would it be marketable i don't know how marketable it's going to be like a security plus will be way more marketable i'm just i'm just telling you guys honestly like a, that ibm certification is not on any it's not on the dod approved list It's not I just heard about it on TikTok. It must be they're giving it out for free because more than one person has asked me about it. If you happen to be learning this, go for it. Like if you're like learning this from scratch, go for it. Do it. Um, But if you want to level up at some point, take that one and then do the Security Plus. Security Plus, once you get that certification under your belt, it's marketable. Like you could put it on your resume and get a job. So. I don't know if you can do the same with IBM cybersecurity. I'm not trying to hate on it or anything, but I'm saying go for IBM is dope. I just put an IBM. Actually, IBM itself is a keyword that you can put on your resume. So IBM itself would be good to put on your resume. IBM security program. I'm sure it it will make you a little bit more marketable than you are if you don't already have it on there. So uh, that's my two cents on it. Cisco does have some free search, too. I'm not sure if they're already covered. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Um, Cisco has um, a CCENT, which is an entry-level certification. I think that that one's one's pretty good. Um, And then above the CCENT, you have a CCNA. And then above CCNA, you have specializations of CCNA. And then you have a CCNP, which is a professional-level cert, which goes pretty deep on different uh, technologies. So... Um. yeah, that's that's the whole thing. And then CCIE is like expert level, top tier type certification. I, I've known a few people who have the CCIE, but they're pretty rare. I've known a lot more people who have a CCNP or a CCNA. As a matter of fact, I've had a CCNA before. OK, let me see here. Let me see if I got any more questions or stuff I want to talk about. OK, here's one. I wanted to talk about the pros and cons of cybersecurity if you guys are interested in joining a call that I have right now on YouTube feel free to uh, jump on this broadcast on YouTube on just go to YouTube type in combo courses you'll see me there and then I will I will add, give you a link if you're interested in this um, and if not that's cool let me see I'm gonna talk to you guys about the pros and cons of IT um, for I get a lot of people, who are contacting me, who are new to this and who want to get in this field. And uh, I feel like one of the questions they should ask is what are the pros and cons of this, especially if they happen to be a nurse or a teacher or some other profession trying to get in this security field. And this field as a cybersecurity person or IT person. What are the pros and cons of this? And the pros and cons of IT. Really depends, I think, on where you're coming from. Um, if you happen to be in the service-based industry and you're dealing with a, cli- a lot of clients, and you happen to not uh, to hate, uh, to love dealing with people, you happen to be an extrovert, you love interacting with people, and it's just boring when you don't have anybody to talk to. It makes the day go by faster if you have somebody to talk to. Um, then one of the negative things about can be with it is that. You sometimes you're isolated. Sometimes your job, sometimes the job makes it so that you're actually isolated. So, for example, uh, when I was a network engineer, we just sometimes we'd be in the uh, comm closet, the computer, the communications closet, uh, hooking up, hooking up uh, wires all day. And I wouldn't see a person. I wouldn't see a human for six hours a day, like four hours. I'd be in this computer room, this cold computer room with no windows fixing a router just trying to you know trying to fix the ios on a router and backing the router up and stuff like that and it would take all day because it would be something wrong with it for whatever reason it's not connecting to the next rest of the network or i'm connecting a bunch of systems to it or i'm trying to figure out which wire's not working or, or or i'm trying to turn on port security on a bunch of ports or something on a switch like i'd just be messing tinkering with this thing for hours if you happen to be an extrovert, that can be a negative thing if you really like interacting with people. That's one of the negative things about IT. But it really depends because not all jobs are like that. Uh, it could be a positive thing if you happen to be an introvert. Like you don't really want to be in the industry, uh, the service industry, for example. You just don't really want to talk to people. You don't want to really deal with with this kind of stuff. Uh, then it's perfect for you because you'll be locked in a closet. Programming or something all day, <laughs> you know. So, so it really kind of depends on like what what you want to do. Um, pros and cons of IT. Let me let me think of some other pros and cons of IT. And if you guys happen to be in IT, I want to ask you guys: What are the pros and cons of being in information technology? What are the good things about being in information technology, and what are some of the bad things about being in information technology? Please chime in. Feel free to talk to me about it. I'll read your comment on there but another uh, one good thing i would say about it is that it, it it pays pretty good like even if you start off entry level and you're not getting paid really good after about a year if you put that stuff on your resume you work your resume right you can very quickly escalate to another level and a lot of career paths don't have that kind that level of um they don't have that kind of progression built into the structure like i know that my um I've got a few friends and family who were nurses who are doing nursing or they were CNAs or something like that. And I noticed their progression is a lot harder. Like it's really hard to go from, say, a certified nursing assistant to a nurse. Like there's a huge gap in pay and skill set. And there's this huge, huge gap between those two things. You would think it's close. It's not close at all. Like a certified nursing assistant is is a huge gap. Whereas in IT, you can quickly progress one, like one skill at a time and and make a little bit more money, a little bit more money, a little bit more money. So that's one of the pros. And uh, DG51 says remote working is a pro. Oh, my Lord. That's a great one. That's a great point, man. Thank you for bringing that up. Remote work. Remote work is one of the best things about uh, IT, the IT field, in my personal opinion. Uh, Because a lot of people don't have that option. I think if you're a nurse, you'd be a traveling nurse and you can kind of have remote work and then but you're still traveling, you're still going to site to site and stuff like that. But with IT, you can truly be remote, you know, and there's there's networking jobs that are remote, like there's um, infrastructure jobs that are are remote, there's um, cybersecurity jobs that are remote, there's uh, computer um, consulting jobs that are remote. That was my last position. Uh, There's cybersecurity that are remote uh, risk assessments that are uh, remote, customer service technical that are that's remote. Like there's so many remote positions. And that's one of the great, great things about doing remote work. Uh, Let me see. So somebody said. um, Somebody said, do you do you need computer science degree to start? No to do in, in cybersecurity or in IT no you you don't need um you don't need to have a degree to to get into um uh to get in IT so and the caveat to that is that and I'm going to prove it to you I'm going to show you some I'm going to I'm going to actually prove to you and show you what exactly what I'm saying is true so do you need that kind of um uh, uh, those kind of computer degree so first of all let's break this down a computer science degree, it typically – the courses typically focus on s- software engineering, okay, computer science. I ha- I don't even have a computer science degree, and I've been doing this for 20 years, and I'm making six figures working from home. Okay, I have a, I have a bachelor's degree in information technology, but I know people who have a bachelor's degree in information systems. I know people who had – uh, math degrees. Actually, I know people with double E's. Like that's an electrical engineer who are working in this field as cybersecurity. So typically, if, if they are looking for a degree, you don't even have to have a computer science degree or a cybersecurity degree. You just need something in STEM, which is um, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. If you have that with a little bit of experience, you can get you can uh, get in there and make really good money. Now. That being said, there are jobs that don't require a degree at all. Now, let me qualify that. So they do expect you to either travel a lot or learn very quickly or have like a GED high school equivalent or be working on a degree or have a certification or have a certain skill set. They usually want you to have something. Uh without a degree. And it's probably not going to pay as much. That being said, two of my mentors who taught me uh, all kinds of stuff did not have a degree. And they were the highest paid guys in the room at any given time, but they were brilliant. They were brilliant. They were coming out of the military with like three, four years of experience. And they were the main person everybody was relying on. So I'm just trying to qualify all this. But now let me show you where jobs where you don't need a degree, working in IT. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to go to a, I'm going to go to a um, job search engine, and I'm going to sh- show you how you can find these jobs where it doesn't need a degree. Now it does need you to know you got to do the work. They're going to expect you to know exactly what you're doing. Uh, so you got to actually have some knowledge of it i'm not saying you could just walk in off the street this is not sweeping floors you know what i mean like you have to know some stuff to come in to do this so if you want to follow along let me just explain to you what i'm doing because i've got people listening in on this as well so what i'm doing is i just went to nd.com okay and i do job search i remove the state right you got to remove the state um, because sometimes it'll come up with your local state if you happen. You can also do this on LinkedIn and go to the search results. And then what you're going to type in is entry level, entry level, uh, entry level. I.T. Okay? That's all I'm typing in entry level I.T. And. It'll come up with a bunch of stuff now, we've got all kinds. Of, OK, here's one help desk technician. What you're going to do is you're going to go down this list and look for positions that don't require a degree. So you'll go to the requirements. You'll go to each one of these jobs. I clicked on one called Help Desk Technician, uh, and it's in a remote job in Missouri. And there's here's their requirements. They said proven experience with Help Desk and customer service role. Customer-oriented, um, customer-oriented uh, in difficult situations. Tech savvy. Must be able to be a part of a team. Um, be able to speak uh, proficiency in English, communication skills, uh, and it's a forty thousand to sixty thousand per year job. They're not saying anything about a degree. This is the kind of stuff I'm talking about, and what, all I did was typed in um, entry level IT. That's this is the kind of jobs you can get. You don't actually need a degree, and that's another positive thing about IT is that you it, it's it's so in demand. That a lot of times you don't you don't actually need a degree, but you're going to have to look for those jobs. And in addition to that, you you um you're going to have to know what you're doing because you saw that what they wanted you to have was a proficiency in actually fixing the computers. And they're looking for you to already have one to two, two to three years. Actually, they're saying here um, in a position and it said or one year experience uh for entry level positions and there's all kinds of positions like this that you can find but you gotta know what you're doing you gotta do your due diligence and that's why i always tell people hey go for an a plus certification because it's going to break down the fundamentals of what you really need to 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 get into this field to get an entry level position just like this all right i've got some people who are joining me on on youtube um let me just read a couple of these questions here somebody said um tony said Thanks Tony for the comment. He says, um, I work in cybersecurity and I have a criminal justice degree. Uh, I have a criminal justice degree. I have a CISSP. Um, that's awesome. That's that's incredible, uh Tony. You should are you are you actually working in the field right now? Do you have a job in information technology and what what's the status of that? Is it doing pretty good? I would be really interested in this. Uh but when I was in the military, I worked as a um as a security forces member where I had um, a associate's degree in criminal justice. And I was like, man, I don't want to get out and be a police officer. You know, this is, it was a tough job. Like, it was not an easy job. Mad respect to police officers. Cause that's a thankless job where your customers hate your guts <laughs> and you're dealing with the worst parts of society. Um, a lot of times you're, you're, you're going and you're, you're going in and, and talking to people on their worst day of their life. And so they're they're not usually in their best frame of mind. It's a hard it's a hard job. You know, I know like all the stuff going on with police officers today and I'm not at at all trying to justify some of the bad police officers that are out there because there's a, there's like right now there's an epidemic and the, the police departments defend these guys. I'm not saying that that stuff is good, like with some of the stuff that's happening is good at all. Um. When I was in, they when I was in the military, they if you slipped up at all, they weren't they did not have your back. You were they threw you right under the bus. Like you better you they, you were held to a higher standard, and that's how I think police officers, the whole industry should be. But it's not. That's not what's happening. That being said, mad respect to that profession because it's very very difficult, and not everybody can do that. And I wish they would stop putting people in those positions that don't that shouldn't be police officers because that's what's happening okay tony says i'm actually a cybersecurity manager at oh kpmg that's uh one of the top big four it's one of the big four one of the top if i'm not mistaken that's one of the top uh, accounting firms in the u.s like there's four there's deloitte uh there's uh ernst young there's Uh, uh, kpmg and then there's one more i can't remember what the other one is if you guys can remember what it is please chime in he says he acts as a cybersecurity manager at the okay that was that's awesome man i do i work in uh grc work so what what kind of things you guys do do you guys have um so that means you're kind of in the financial sector do you guys have a system security plan where like is that a it's a package where you put all the security controls into one package and then you get the system authorized. I'm sure you guys have risk assessments. You guys have um, things like continuous monitoring. You guys have things like, but do you guys have like a system security plan where it's all of the documentation for all the controls are put in one place in a database and that's shared out to the organization for some sort of approval with, with your C-level execs and for the agency to, 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 approve that system I'm very curious that you got if you guys have something like that do you guys also use sarbanes oxley that's a if you didn't know that's a, a security compliance um, set of rules that banks financial institutions investing institutions use um, to to make sure that the organization is doing what they're supposed to do I'm very curious about that Tony and while you're answering that one, Let me see. Somebody else asked me another question. Um, They said anyone trying to get into cyber and IT should should get in the help desk. Yes, that's that's definitely a big step up. It's a great way to learn the foundation uh, that you need to get ahead. Oh, man, SS, that's some great advice. Great advice. Um, Okay, so while I'm waiting on Tony to respond, I think I'm going to go to SS's comment. So you work in KPMG. Um, and then you said you work in GRC. Okay, I don't know if Tony's going to respond, so let me just go to SS. So SS says anyone trying to get into cyber and IT should get into help desk. Uh, it's, a, it's a great way to learn foundations uh, it, it needed to get ahead. Absolutely. Another thing I would add to that Is that if you do help desk for some time help desk okay so there's a lot of different names for help desk you've got customer support technical customer support you've got uh field tech field tech one field tech two you've got a lot of different names for a help desk person but essentially it's the first line of defense outside the user themselves the first line of defense in the organization it's the first person somebody calls when their computer is not working properly or it needs to be updated and something went wrong or they need a backup, a quick backup of a, of a, of a desktop or a laptop or something like that. Or they need to reconfigure their laptop or, or reimage the laptop or something. That's a, when they call the number. It goes to help desk. That's the first person that they're contacting. It really is great for your resume because it's going to give you. Like one two years of experience where you actually get exposure to networking, you get experience with uh, a little bit of um, a little bit of cloud technology if they have that in the environment. You get a little bit. Of, you might even get to touch some servers, some net routers, and cybersecurity, of course. So you just got to put all that stuff on your resume so that after about a year of work with that, being on the help desk, being on the front lines of that organization that you can go ahead and level up after about a year. So yeah, a help desk was my actual first position uh, on the job training. It was that was that was incredible. Like that that experience, um, I don't take it for granted. Like when I was there, I was just wanting to like jump into routers or do, do firewalls or something like that, something specialized. But that foundational knowledge and skill set that I got of troubleshooting. And trying to figure out basic problems on those computers in a in a production environment, that experience and exposure allowed me to get into things like do deeper dives into things like networking, because I did network engineering for a while. It it allowed me to do deeper dives into learning a bit of software in a real environment, like how to how um, not to develop software <laughs> in different environments like web pages and stuff and web applications and things like that. We didn't have that many back then, but uh, from time to time, we had to touch those. So those are some of the stuff that I learned on the help desk. So I would, SS, I would definitely agree with you on that one. All right. So um, I've been talking for a little bit. I, I really wanted to test out. I've, I'm on this new thing where I can actually have people call in. I'm going to keep using this until I can get people to call in and um, add their two cents on on uh, things like cybersecurity and security compliance. Maybe next week we'll do this again and then have people call in. But if you're interested in calling in at some point, uh, give me your email and then I'll let you call in and I'll let you speak on all this stuff. And um, but for today. I think that's about it. Thank you guys so much for your questions. Thank you for your comments. Thanks, SS. Thanks, Tony uh, and all the people on on TikTok. Wow. There's a lot of interaction on TikTok with just a very few people who've been who've been uh, following me. So thank you guys for that. But I'm going to close this thing out. Thank you so much. Let's close out TikTok first in the live show. And then uh, I was also live on live on the podcast. That's over. And thanks so much once again, as always. Thank you so much for joining me on YouTube. Thanks for your questions. I'm out of here.